Hey, we are back once again. Hey. Hey, man, listen, it's Manhood Monday. We're back. The Salt Squad is back. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Fellas, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, let me hey. tell you, though. That, hey, y'all into a treat. That's what I got to say, man. That's what we're not doing. No, we're not doing that. We're not. Listen, listen. Donald, take the mic from this dude. Hey, man. Take the mic. Take the mic. Laws are already on Monday, man. Let's go. We got another man. Listen, we got one of our nearest and dearest friends in the building, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Hello, I'm Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Law, man. Um, like I said, this is one of our nearest and dearest friends. So we're gonna we gonna kind of, man. We hope y'all been enjoying our, our manhood Mondays. Um, let's first before we even even talk about Lawrence, can we can we talk about manhood Mondays real quick? Can we? Can how y'all been feeling about this manhood Monday? I've been feeling good. <laughs> It's a, it's a thing. Hey, it's a, it's a movement, man. It's a movement. It's a movement. It's, a vibe. it's, it's, it's whatever. It's whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a vibe. It's a movement. Yeah. Man, I just say this. I'm, I'm super proud of it because I really want to turn this into a thing. Yeah. Um, I think it has potential to do that. Yeah. And um, you've been checking out the man of Mondays, right? Right, Lance, uh, sir? Which, how, how you feel about it, man? <laughs> no, um, I think this is a good guide, uh, especially with people our age. I think... Um, I think when you look at an older generation, there's a certain way how a man should be appear, certain way on how females should act. But I think now in this newer generation, with things changing, with young ladies being CEOs, and you know we still trying to find our place and everything, I oh, think this man. is good. I see. I exactly. think this is good. I see, exactly, I see exactly what type of bag he's going for today. Oh, well, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I, got you. I see exactly. You know what hey, you did? Hey, but you what did I do? He really did. did. He really did. Speedy used to be the one that used to try to like, like always big sway. up the female. Um, He's yeah, gonna I, sway. He's gonna like, like big up the female viewership. Be like, man, you know, like women are really. But I appreciate it though. I appreciate women in their bag though. So I, I do mean, too, man. I, I would like. I, I'm okay. I, I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, who you looking at on, on camera? Oh, man. Hey, let's say this. Hey. Baby, hey, hey, uh, hey, Mac is in the building. Yeah. A&R is in the building behind the camera. Valley P and everybody else is not here right now, but they are here in spirit. Yeah. They're here in spirit. We love you, sis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So check this out. This is what we do, right? So we, Law, we, tell us a little bit about you. And I know, and this one I say a little. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. You try to say I could talk? Nah, but uh, we met what in our November. Uh, when I think we probably we met, met at uh, at um, Daryl's birthday. We met at Daryl's birthday. Oh, okay, and I met you at Daryl's birthday. When is Darryl? We always there oh, at the, we all, at the yeah, bowling we all alley. Did. Yeah. Bowling alley. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I met these. Uh, yeah. I met these dudes. Um, Great. Shout out to D Walls. I'm only gonna say this once, but no, don't say it on camera. Don't, don't say it on don't camera. Truly, truly, on camera. But check them out though at Music City. Yeah, he was. Um, he, he remember he was on. He was the first one on here. He, oh, we, he was. All we right. dropped. Just him we again. dropped Daryl yeah. and, and, and Lakeith. And we dropped Daryl yeah. and Keith. Yeah, good dudes. But uh, really, they. Um, I I, I'm actually from Detroit, Michigan. So I'm a Midwestern. So for all y'all Texas people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I moved from yeah. Cleveland, um, Cleveland, Ohio, where I was in uh, pharmaceutical sales, and then I got a uh, I got transferred here to Houston. And um, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I got hooked up with these dudes at the bowling alley. And then since then, we just clicked. We yeah. link up, what, yeah. like almost every Thursday? Yeah. Rock time. Once a week or something like Sometimes. that. Sometimes. Yeah. And then what goes down there, we just hold each other accountable. And uh, most of the times, it's the jokes on me, but you know, I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's love. Hey, the That's jokes love. usually do. Be, uh, yeah, they really do. It's love. But 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 you 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 like bringing it on yourself a lot of times. Do I? I do. No, you yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I definitely do. I do. Hold out. Y'all gotta make sure I'm humble. Nah, you too macho. No, no, we're not gonna do this on camera. Oh, we're not gonna do this. Anyway, so 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 let's get into this, man, because um. Uh, before we start getting into, because I want to get into you hopping, hopping like feeling like you hopping around cities and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Before we do that, man, for y'all don't know, like, like we have, we just came down off this high. Yeah. Because like we was in here, um, like we pray before we do, um, before we do our podcast, before we start podcasting, um, 
every week or whenever, however many times we come here. And uh, man, the presence of the Lord fell here. And, Heavy. And the Spirit is still here. But um, man, you know, just through that, we were talking about, and I want you to kind of talk about what you said God put on your spirit this morning. Mm. And kind okay. of, you know, how that transpired. Because I feel like we were going in the direction of a great conversation. So we want to bring them up to speed as to where we were. Okay. Um, this morning, God really just spoke to me, and he said, in the beginning, God created. He didn't say the world. He didn't even go into that. He just showed me, in the beginning, I created. Um, and me and Matt, we were just talking about it. But I think one of my biggest flaws, I think that I'm great at uh, professionalism, at, at, at administration, um, building connections, rapport. But I just got some friends that's just off the wall creative. Off the wall creative. Um, yeah. And like Matt was saying, I'm pretty sure you're going to touch on it. Um, well. That can be somewhat of an insecurity. It's not that I'm not confident with who I am. It's not that I'm not confident within myself. But then when I see somebody with a totally different skill set than me. Yeah. You know, it's one thing when somebody has the same skill set. And you can say, okay, I can do this, I can do that. But when you got somebody that can sing or somebody that can rap or somebody that can draw... Or they just got that creative, even how they dress. I'm like, man, it's, it's just something like, man, I wish I can do that. But yeah. uh, man, you just gave me, you really just gave yeah. me a topic for the day. Did I? Really <laughs> did. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. Um, wow. Nah, but that's real. Um, and I think, and and what, where we kind of went to before, uh, and Matt kind of pointed like she kind of checked us to make a stop so we can talk about this on camera. But um, it was, you know, like in Genesis one one. That's what he was referring to in the beginning. God created heaven and earth. Um, and then that, like you said, he stopped and created. And for me, like 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 we were saying earlier, is that that's something that I struggle with, especially, you know what I'm saying, as him being, you know, my best friend for the last seven years, that we're completely opposite in that. that he's mm. super, super creative, think outside the box. And I was an insecurity of mine because it's kind of like when every day you're around somebody, it's like, man, I wish that I could think creativity, create creatively like that. Uh -huh. um, where, like you said, I'm more of the boom, 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 black and white type person. Um, but God spoke that to me that in the beginning God created. Now, if we have access to God, then we have access to the, the creator Great. of all creators yes. mm. who has ultimate creativity. Right. Mm. Um, and that's something that's like recognizing the access that we have in God. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that I've had to understand yeah. and really get into the reality of is that when God gave me access to him, yeah. he gave me access to everything in his toolbox. Come on. You know what I'm saying? He Come gave on. me access to everything that he had, everything that he is. And everything he is is everything that we could ever want mm -hmm. or ever need or ever desire. So if I needed creativity, then I have access to that. Mm -hmm. If I need a gift, I have access to that. Yeah. If I need healing, I have access. If I need power, I have access, access to that. Come I have on. access to whatever it is that I could ever want or desire as long as it's in his will. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, as we talked about, it was just crazy because how they lined up. But I don't know if any of y'all want to say something about that before um, we go. Beanie, what you got? I see you over there thinking. Nah, I'm just thinking, man. Got that thinking, oh, yeah, man. I got, I got Just something. thinking, man, because uh, just listening to you and listening to law here uh, about what you were just saying about, you know, just the creative aspect. It's just, I know from my perspective, uh, it hasn't always been like this, but it kind of like shifted into like starting to see everything as a form of art or everything as yeah. a form of creativity. Because yeah. at first, I used to think just like something artistic was something like somebody that can just draw, somebody that can do fashion design, that. you know what I'm saying, yeah. do sing, rap, yeah. whatever, you know, I was yeah. like, that's the artist, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, it came to, I came to the realization that, you know, just because you're administrative don't mean that art is not an administration, like, administration yeah. is not art, it's not or art. it's not you're a creative right. form, or it's not creativity, Right. and it's, I just think, uh, <clears throat> what, what really, I feel like what's going to bring into the topic is being secure in the gifts that you have. Yeah, man. Like, we're we doing man we we're doing <laughs> we've been doing manhood Mondays, but we ain't really just talked about like security and your and who oh, you are. Man, don't yeah. do that, and security in your gear. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna start that's, that's gonna start something. No, no, that's not a whole nother nothing. That's exactly why I said he gave my topic is I wanted to talk about insecurities for men and their insecurities. Yeah. Right. That's what I want to talk about. And it's crazy that you Okay. Yeah. See, that's that, and that, 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 that's the connectivity right there. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that's, oh, yeah, my. No, nah, hey, my man. I only got. You want both mics? Nah, nah, I don't need both mics. Pause. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a sniper, bro. I see. But I think what's amazing too, 
is you we may think like we mentioned our administrative gifts right but like when i met matt he's like okay i'm administrative i'm not creative but you never know how somebody else views you mm. or you don't even know what they like when matt he's Come like on. oh i'm i'm administrative this and that but when i think of matt i don't really think about him as a administrative i i think one of your creativity uh your creative aspects is i think your wittiness yeah or your joke telling yeah. i told you the first day we met i was like man you you, you do stand up he was like, man, yeah. that ain't that funny. Right. But I'm just saying, but you never even know how somebody else views you. So um, continue to touch on that point of uh, security. But I just think that that's truly amazing when you think that you don't display something that somebody else is gravitating to that you don't even think that you have. Right. So I wow. think that that's uh, creative. Even, even, even like being creative like in the way he speaks. Yeah. And like his words and like the creativity of how he puts pieces things together to the way people can under, yeah. understand it and it makes him, it makes him effective. Uh, what I was going to say is, uh, y'all made me lose my train of thought. It was happening to happen, uh, subjects. It was security. Um, it was security, but it was, uh, it was more along the lines of no, it was about, uh, everything is yeah, saying everything is creative. Yeah, it was that. Oh, well, it, it, it'll come back to me. Um, but one thing I was going to say, I find myself, oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Well, God put his spirit inside of us. Yeah. You know, and, and when he died, he, he, he left us the Holy Spirit. So, like, we all have access to him, just like you were saying. So, like, we all have, I guess it's just saying, just like you said, like, just saying, hey, okay, well, just because I don't do it like this person does doesn't mean I'm, I'm less creative than this person. Right. You know, and, like, not minimizing your gift that God put inside of you right. and you know and it's like hell no like and even in the way like conversations is the way like when people ask well how did God speak to you well the way he speaks to me may be different than the way he speaks to you yeah. and that's how creative he is you know he I may see something I'm like okay well I'm getting this and you may be getting something different but like that's the way like he right. speaks to us like yeah. I mean for me and like he speaks to me through like pictures through images and and like I don't have to hear a voice but I can see something and I know what his voice is telling me yeah. versus what, what voices what somebody else is hearing you know, and it's different for me, but um, to add to that, I find myself in my most creative spaces when I, when I didn't have anything, and it forces me to be creative. So I think of people like even in prison, you know, when you're in prison, you're like, you don't have anything, but you have some of the most talented people in prison, and they come out making some of the most um, beautiful art, you know, pieces and things like that because they don't have anything. So, like, sometimes God has to strip you of things, so he, he forces you to be creative, uh, to show you your creativity. Breeding ground, we don't have anything, and like you know, and I go. For, it's even like when I used to work out and I didn't have a gym. I used to have to, I used to have to get jugs of water or put rocks inside of a bag to make like a weighted weight vest. Like I had to cre get creative. So pretty much, guys say, hey, like no, use what you have, use what I put inside of you. And when you don't have anything, he, it, it, it distracts out of you. You know, it's it's like it's like olives, and like getting the, getting the oil out of the olive, it has to be crushed, it has to be squeezed, and sometimes he had to put you in a place to squeeze the creativity out of you. Hey, you know. I love Aries. Yeah. Hey, every time you talk, I'll be watching Aries. Aries back in like, that's my sis. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the uh, thing. I wanted to speak. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I think, <laughs> right. you know, nah, you messed me up. But I think that's what creativity is. It's like just simply using what you have. Mm. And when you when you become more secure in what you have and the gifts that you have, everything that you can use, that's how you create something. Mm, and that's on, how something up. great is created. So that's why I start just because you feel like. Uh, you can't rap, you can't sing. Okay, you don't have a voice. Mm. But what do you have? And you have to find those things and being secure in it. And then that might lead you to what God had instilled, plan you purposely. And then it's like my gifts might intertwine with uh with my gifts with Matt gifts and uh Epps gifts. And then you know, yeah. then we got the salt. Yeah. And then it's like things like that. Man, I, I think uh <sighs> Okay, I said this last thing. I'll let you go. Yeah. And, I, I, was about to, I was about to beat you up right quick. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, don't hold it there. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was going to say that, and we, and we talked about this all the time, and I believe um, our purpose is wrapped inside of creation yeah. and creativity. And, you know, purpose precedes creation. So, like, hey, like, he created – he. It was a purpose before you was created. So he created you because of a purpose. So, like, whatever that purpose is, it's, it's like the land of your creation. You know, and once you start operating in your purpose, your creativity will come out. Come on. And that, yeah, ah. but let me just leave it. No, because, see, see, because, because that can really unfold a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know. That, that people, you can't really unlock your creativity until you get in your purpose. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we cry about not having a creativity, but it's like, no, you're creative, just not outside of your own purpose. Yes. So, yeah, like a chef can't go to a, a, chef can't go to a, uh, mm -hmm. a canvas and be like, dang, I'm not creative because I can't paint. Mm -hmm. No, because you're supposed to be creative in that kitchen. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So if I were to give you... You know what I'm saying? Because you look at those people that's on that show Chopped. Mm. They give them like eight ingredients and say, hey, make something. Yeah. You know what I would do with that? Yeah. Nothing. 
<laughs> but if you were to give me, you know what I'm saying, like some a Bible text or something like yeah. that, like, I can maybe flip that. If you were to give me like some clone, like, well, like this how I say about him. This dude is one of the most creative dudes. Like, he had a whole football field training facility workout thing in his backyard. And it was that big, it's probably as big as where we in right here. Yeah. And bro would be out there <laughs> doing 25 different drills with Kong. I'm like, man. Yeah, and he, like, no I would call him, it's 9 o'clock at night. FaceTime, he like, I'm out here in the lab. <laughs> what now? You back yard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and bro was getting it in. And he flipped the camera and showed me, like, man, I got this station, I got that station, I'm off to do this over here. I'm like, yeah. man, you don't get in the house. Yeah, really. But, nah, but, that, but that's it. Yeah. I, but I wanted to go back to what you said, Law, because that's that's so, it's such an amazing thing because I, I feel like we have so many open points that we can go to right now. Yeah, but God. what you said was, was, was so, it blessed me, bless you. Um, and it was amazing to me simply because. You said, like, you never know how people view you. Mm-hmm. And like you say, like, you look at, you've always looked at me as creative since mm-hmm. we've met. I didn't, didn't look at myself as creative. But that goes into the mm-hmm. fact of, like, what are we looking for? Mm-hmm. I was looking for ways to prove myself non-uncreative. Mm-hmm. You came with a blank canvas and said, oh, Matt's a creative dude. So for me, wow. my insecurity of feeling like I wasn't creative, then I found, and man, that's just so much that we, so many ways that we go. Yeah. But the insecurities that we have, Drive us to prove them right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I'm, a, if, 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 if I feel like, for instance, if I felt like, perfect example, when my, when, like, with my hair, when I was like, man, before I went bald, I was like, I was insecure of whether I thought my hair, whether I was like, man, does it look good? Does it not look good? Uh-huh. Da, 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 whatever, like that. Yeah. And so I used to find reasons to prove myself right. Right. Yeah. Or if you see, or prove myself that, like, oh, no, this doesn't look good. Or, or if I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm proving ways to find myself non-creative, or I'm going, uh-huh. I'm proving to find myself in ways and different things like that. But, you know what I'm saying? You come to me like, hey, bro, man, you look better bald than you ever look with hell. Yeah. Like, or somebody said, man, like, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it ain't that funny, Law, relax. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> light-skinned dudes seem to, like, lose their hair quicker. I don't are you dark skinned? Like, you know no, I'm not. I'm not dark, but I'm just saying I got some light skinned friends, and before the age of 25, they just I don't, I don't know if it's. I went ball that 25. I get ball 25. No, a little bit before. Like, like Tw- yeah, yeah, a couple months. Yeah. yeah. You want to fight about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm talking, yeah. no, I had to ask him. You know what I'm saying? But like, the love, the no, hey, I'm but, telling uh, you, he's he, a character, he bro. Funny, but, he's but a in, character. But in all seriousness, like when in areas that we all have insecurities, we. They ne- we never they never drive us to fix them. Mm-hmm. They all those insecurities always drive us to take that knife that's there mm-hmm. and turn it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not pretty. Let mm-hmm. me go find everybody else who I think is pretty. Yeah. So it makes me not and yeah. we don't recognize that like we're constantly walking our head inside of a noose mm-hmm. and pulling it and pulling it and pulling it. That's where that spirit of comparison that spirit of comparison that, comes in. Oh, yep, you yep. Go ahead. You took it there. So what what I've been seeing is what we have to do. You got your own gifts. Epps got his own gifts. Dino got his own gifts. I got my own gifts. And what we have to do in terms of uh, insecurities is when we get, get around people that have yeah. a different gift than mm. us, we have to be able to embrace it. Come on. And not reject it. Yeah. Or, or not feel insecure about the gifts that we don't have. Right. Uh, you know, I've been getting, even though uh, we talk about it with prayer, but when two or three are gathered, Come yeah. on. Uh, you know, Jesus had disciples. You know, I, he probably could have did it on his own, but <laughs> but he still had 12 disciples. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it is for us to embrace when we come around people that have different gifts than us, that we embrace it versus reject it. Yeah. Because I think once we start rejecting it, that's when we start getting into that comparison. And that comparison, they say, is the thief of joy. Yeah. So I think if comparison is the thief of joy, if we embrace it, I think we can go to new levels of joy. Okay, I, 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 hey, 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 he over there itching. He like, he like, no, my ears, my ears are just ringing. Um, no, because I was gonna say because I find myself, you know, when I get to that place, that where I see, usually when I'm in the middle of something, usually I'm in the middle of where I've been and where I'm going, and I see the end, and. I watch somebody that's at the end of where I see a vision where God is taking me. And when I'm in the middle, it's like I become not envious, but I'm like, dang, I I want that. Like, I, I should have that. Like, yeah. I feel that. And when I'm in the middle of it, it's kind of like, and but it breeds, it breeds a, um, 
it breeds a sense of covetousness in a yeah. sense because it makes me want to covet what somebody else have that was never intended for me and that's where the comparison comes in that because yeah. like they all like you know I'm looking at something that's not mine, but I'm I'm lusting after in a sense as well that's not even mine. And it's like you know you're you're actually forbidding to want to be like somebody, not want to be like somebody else, to want to have what somebody else has had. That what covetousness is, yeah. but not embrace. Just like you, like just like we saying, like, not embracing what you have, you know. Um, but using I, I I find myself in that in that space sometimes when I was like, yeah. okay, well now nah, I have to be okay with being me and the gift that God has given me and use it the way He's administrated the way he wants me to administrate it and it ain't gonna be like sally you know you and everybody else like nah i just gotta use what god has given me yeah um and especially when we're going into new territory yeah you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i knew i know that for me when i first accepted my call into ministry the first thing i started doing is i'm like well the, the reason that kept me out of that because like god i can't be no preacher because i'm not like these people yeah and it was kind of like well <clears throat> who told you that that was the mold mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what, like, who told you that Joel Osteen is what a pastor yeah. is? Mm-hmm. It's not that he's not one, but who told you that that's what you had to be to be that? Yeah. Or who told you, you know what I'm saying? Or like, hey, why well, can't be Bishop? Yeah. Well, who told you you had to be Bishop? Yeah. Who told you you had to be Stephen Furtick or Michael Todd or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pastor Keon, who told you that? Come on. And, and man, glory <laughs> to God, thank you. Because, like, that's the thing that gets me is that, like, those insecurities come because it's who told us that this is what it is. Yeah. If you recognize the first question that was ever asked, in, that God ever asked in the Bible, mm-hmm. was to David. I mean, not David. I'm sorry, Adam. When he said, "Well, I'm naked," he said, "Where are you?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, yeah. I'm naked, and I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't want you to see me this way." He said, "Who told you that? Mm. Who mm. told you you were naked?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are the first two questions. It's where are you, mm-hmm. and who told you that? Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, is that he's saying like, "Hey, where did you get?" that made you feel this insecurity to not to be this way around me? Mm. What made you ashamed of, of what it is that you are? Because there was a lie that was planted yeah. somewhere. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. the thing of like inside, with us we have insecurities because somewhere along the road, mm-hmm. something was told to us about how we look, how we sing, yeah. how we pray, how we dress, how we walk, how yeah. we talk, or what's right, what's wrong, how this should be. And there's this almost this benchmark standard mm-hmm. of what we feel like we have to meet. And if we're not that, if whatever I identify as cool, if I don't, I, if I don't match that person, yeah. then therefore I'm not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like you say, it's how we view ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's really never. And then we, man, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about that. Hour, but that's where our fear is bred from. Yeah. It, our, our fear, it derives from that place of that insecurity of, oh, well, um, well, I don't want to be this. Yeah. Well, yeah. who told you that you would be that? You got to be that. You know what I'm saying? And you can walk around saying, like, oh, I'm not cool. And the people, everybody else thinks you're cool. Why yeah. don't you think you're cool? Because the people that you deem is cool, yeah. you don't feel like you're them. Yeah. And feeling like everything is, you know, singular where it's like yeah. there's this is the one mode and it can't be, you know what I'm saying, broken up. I don't know if that made sense. No, that, no, that made perfect sense. And then he said, I'm so, go ahead, Nano. Green. I said that made perfect sense. Yeah. Then, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, so I think it's just interesting to just talk about like you know insecurities and being secure in yourself as a man because as men a lot of times we could be so so macho that we put our insecurities like we take a back seat to it a lot of times. So a lot of times we don't really even talk about it or address it. Yeah, that's real. Y'all laughing. No, no, nah, laughing. no, he laughing. No, no, like, no, 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 he laughing because you're on topic. Yeah, yeah you on point. No, you on point. He laughing. Yeah. There's a. I would tell you off camera. Oh yeah, 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 but damn, y'all made me lose my train. No, of macho. We too macho to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we too macho to talk about our insecurities, and a lot of times, like if you don't address those insecurities or talk about them, we'll just instead of instead of talking your way through it, your actions occur, and then you'll do things outside of your outside of your character. Preach. So it's like you're just constantly doing things to build confidence in ways that you don't need to build confidence in places mm-hmm. you don't need to build confidence. So it's just like you get caught up in a, in a cycle of trying to build that confidence in those insecurities instead of like, I think with like females and women, when they're insecure about something, it's more, they're more vocal about it. They're more, they talk to each other about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, we could be hating. And, so? and then, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't want, I don't want to speak for women to speak wrong. Anything, so. I think it's more of a, uh, I think it's more common in women. I don't do think, you think that they know it's an insecurity when they do that? Well, I don't know. It depends. I guess it, I guess it's, you could say it depends on the situation. I think with us, it's just kind of like we could be we can be comparing ourselves. You, you think women are more um, cognizant of their insecurities 
I, I, I believe so. I, I definitely think so. I and believe I, and so. I wanna, um, when, when we talk about men, I, this not even. I, I need to just tell the men out there, we need other men. Point blank, period. We need other men. We need to be able to talk to other men. I mean, you checked me. One of the things that I was salty. I, I mean, actually, how me and Donald got cool was because you actually made me salty about something. But, <laughs> but it blessed me. It, it blessed me. I ended up going on a date, and I didn't even know I was on the date. But you checked me about it. I'm like, man, I don't know. But as a man, like, you like, law. Like, yo, did you do this? Did you do that? Like, fool, what you thinking? So, I, I, but we need to talk to each other, men yeah. and other men, because a lot of times as, as men, when we feel some type of way or if we in our feeling, whatever, we, we can just shut out the world. Yeah. We can shut out the world. And that's not really the way to do. That's not healthy for growth. A lot of times we really think that we can do it on our own. Um, you know, uh, pastor was talking about, you know, the old way men grew up. They didn't talk. They didn't do things like that. But as we coming into, um, as we're being sought, as we're being the salt of the earth, we need to start doing things. Come on, black. We need to start doing some things different. We need to get around other men. We need to uh, be vulnerable around other men. And just because we're being vulnerable don't mean that we soft. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of men, when, when we talk about vulnerability as a man, you know, we look at it as as, as being soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's yeah. up? <laughs> we look at it as being soft, but really, vulnerability is really where our strength lies. Yes. So when we talk about, <laughs> yeah. So as we're talking about insecurities and creativity, um, as men, we need to bounce ideas off of each other, and vice versa. As the man receiving it, we can't be so quick to be like, man, that's soft, man, that's weak. We got to come from a place of grace. We got to have some form of sensitivity to the situation. Not saying you shouldn't check your boy, but at the same token, you got to come from some place of sensitivity come on, as well. Boy. But I'm going to let you talk. That's so good because, you know, we were talking about earlier, you were saying, um, it was like, uh, you know, even when Jesus had his 12, he was like, well, he could have done it alone, but yeah. he chose 12. You know, but it just goes to show the fact, like, now nah, you need, you need other people, you need yeah. other believers. But, you know, for me, I don't, I don't think God will ever send you alone. You know, I think it's always somebody he's going to send with you. And, like, you can't unlock what's inside of you until you meet the person that God has called you to meet. That's good. And then, like, it's certain things I didn't know about myself until I met him. Uh, things, you know, but, like, it's, he always it's, it's important to connect with other people that are going to push you into your destiny, you know. And then it's like, it's certain insecurities that you'll have. That, that you don't even that know. Your, that your homies will make you secure about. Yeah. So, like, I don't remember, uh, like, I used to think I wasn't a great, uh, like, I didn't pray well mm-hmm. and then I, mm-hmm. we were praying and then Matt was like bro you can pray yeah and then it's just like oh you think so or like yeah. bro you can speak oh, yeah you so? and it's like just like <clears throat> you might just like how Law was saying earlier you never know how other people may view you mm-hmm. and it's like it, sometimes it takes your homie or your partner or your girl or your mom or somebody else to say like look you're actually kind of good at this and you were like man I never knew that yeah real life and I think you know one of the things that uh Everything y'all said was right. I'm going to say, affirm what you said. I'm just saying, oh, I'm agree with you on that. Because it's like, it is true. Like, through these things, what y'all said, and how they connected, but, like, through these things of, like, friendships and other, and, like, manhood. Because, like, yeah, there's, there's certain things, you know, like you said, your girl, your mom, whoever. But, like, it's something about somebody who's a peer of yours, another man right. affirming you or, or pointing something out. Because there is, you're right, there's insecurities that they can that they can help um, help you rid yourself of, overcome, but there's also something that they can point out to you and you ne- that, that you never know you have. You know what I'm saying? It's like not until I see this that it'll identify me and it'll show, we good? It'll show that, you know what I'm saying, that we have an insecurity and we need to fix it. But what I wanted to say about what you said was so, what's so important is that men have to be okay with feeling more emotions than anger and, mm-hmm. and yes. disengagement. Like, we, we got to be okay with showing more emotions than being pissed off and being like, it is what it is. Yeah. Because those two things don't breed any type of growth. At all. Like, you know, like, what's the thing that women are tox, toxic, toxicity, toxic, like, yeah. toxic masculine, whatever that stuff is. Like, that's what it is. Like, that's extremely toxic into, like, if the only thing that we feel comfortable, because that's how we grow up. Right. We grow up feeling like, you got to be tough, you can't cry, you can't, be, you can't feel emotions, you can't be sad, you can't be disappointed, you got to toughen up. Yep. Suck it up, little man. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and we even do that, if you recognize it, like, even how we raise, we even do that with kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, 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 bro, like, my little nephew will fall. I'm like, man, get up, bro. 
know what I'm saying? Which, which, yeah, he, you do need to get up, y'all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, like, you don't need to cry about everything. But it's still, like, sometimes we have to be cognizant. That's why one of the things that, man, I say this all the time, um, and I say this behind your back a lot, Benny, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you a great dad. Like, I say, and I say that publicly, like, like, my dad said that. Like, when you left, my dad was like, man, he's yeah. a great father. Like, yeah. Like, he gonna always, he gonna be a great dad forever. Because, like, you were sitting there, and I watched my dad, because my, my dad's super observant, like I am. And I'm sitting there, and you was holding dollar on your chest. And y'all was doing, like, whatever the father said, man, he's laughing, and you, like, squeezing him, and he laughing. And I see my dad look over there, and he just, like, smiled, and he just, like, was just, like, I could tell he was looking like, man, like, I'm proud of that boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, And I'm watching because even as a young kid, you know what I'm saying, like, you show Dollar you love on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just tough, like, hey, let's fight. Like, you love on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll kiss him on the head or, you know what I'm saying, you'll hug him. You let him be daddy, daddy. Like, bro, knocked over the thing in the, in the yeah. kitchen, and bro came sprinting to you. Running. Yeah, didn't, didn't do nothing. It was just afraid. Just wanted to be on you. Like, he feels okay yeah. with receiving and giving love. And that's something that a lot of times that we don't grow up seeing. Yeah. Or thinking that's okay. And we have to be okay expressing that we're hurt, yep. or that we're sad, or that yep. we're disappointed, or that we're happy, or that we cried, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, sir. And it's not, we don't have to fake these things, but we have to be okay expressing that stuff when, when it is. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think that we have to make that space, like you said, that place of grace. We have mm-hmm. to give that acceptance, and we have to provide a space where we can do that. That's why I'm so thankful for our relationship, because, like, yeah. we can experience all the, the whole gamut of emotions around each other. And although, you know what I'm saying, like, he might judge, I might tell me, like, hey, bro. He not gonna clown me for feeling sad. Or have you ever seen me? You seen me drop? Don't say it like that. That's the hell, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, you know. No, but real loud. Yeah. I was crying that one day with him praying that day. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't see me. Y'all just heard me. Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, but seriously, but like nah, I, de- I definitely agree with you though. I think even as uh, I think just expressing more emotions as men, that, that's something we need to make common anyway. Even and learning as, how to do that. And learning how to do that, because a lot of us really just don't know how to do that. I'm still learning how to do, how to express all my emotions and things like that. Even as like homies, like we've been taught to like crack jokes on each other all the time, call each other trash, like bro, you you really ugly. But then it's just like I remember I remember when you uh. I remember you first uh, shaved your head, shaved, shaved your head or whatever, and you came through. We was at the workout, and you had the hat on, and then you had the hat to the back. I'm like, man, what's up? And then you was like, you can't whisper. At the top, I dropped top five. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, at the top. I say, I say, bro, let me see what you, uh, let me see what you working with. What it's looking like? I was just a kid first. I didn't know how I look. Yeah. I was, you know, you trying to lie to yourself. I was like, man, I'm really yeah. sly. And then I got if I went in public, I dropped that. I could have been like, bro, like, you, like you really ugly. Like, but I was like, nah, bro, you actually look like you look good. And I feel like us as men, like we really don't even spend time like supporting one another like that all the time, or complimenting one another, uh, each other all the time because, like, that's gay almost. You know what I'm saying? Like. We grew up thinking like, ah, oh, you tell another man he look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like. My dog told me yesterday, he's like, man, you look good, man. I'm like, yeah. 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 I started driving mad fast, like just live. You know? Sometimes, sometimes you need that. Yeah. And 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 um, and it could be. It's really it's really dangerous in a sense because, um, you know, I know for me I had to break these cycles because I feel like. I, I, I'll be so macho to where I wouldn't even that guy in my space. Well, wait, I, do, do we need to explain what macho means? Or do you think the crowd know? Because nah, we used it twice. They, Y'all they didn't know, know macho. Y'all was mad at me for like three weeks. Shut up, bro. That's right, a different right. thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, you know, good. but I was saying, though, like, I'll be so macho, I, I suppress things, and I wouldn't let people um, touch on those, well, you know, let people in my spaces because I was like, hey, like, I got it. I'm good. All right. I'm good, like, I, I'm good, I got it, you know, but I find myself even, like, um, having a to- toxic relationship with my father is because, you know, I wouldn't let him touch the wounds that I need to heal. Oh. And for a doctor, you have to let the doctor touch the wound. You have to, 
you'll be so layered with things that you don't that that you don't you don't you don't want to take these garments off you know of pride of you know of rebellion or whatever it is that you're dealing with but it's causing issues internally that you don't know what's going on yeah you know but it's killing you inside but you don't know it's robbing you even even stuff from childhood it, it goes all the way back to childhood even some of the things that i was taught about well, being a man like you shouldn't say anything about this or you should be this way or you should respond this way but not knowing hey like now nah, this 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 is actually the reason why i feel the way i feel and the reason why i treat other people this way you know, because of the prideful of being a macho, of being a man, and not letting people help me. You know, and like, hey, like, okay. Then, then I was like, oh, man, like, God, I don't allow, I don't allow you to help me. Come on. You don't even look, man, dude. That's... You know, hey, like, I want to heal you some, but I don't allow you to help me. Like, man. you know, hey, so I want to touch that. But, and, and God's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Like, he don't force himself on, on you. You know, he's like, hey, like, open up and I'll come inside. Yeah. You open the door and I'll come in. You know, and you have to, you have to make room. Come on. That's so crazy. Yeah, you have to make you have to make room for him to come inside and be able to touch you. You know, so I I think as a father, you know, um, not a father yet, but future, you know, I I, I want to be, um, you know, so seeing Dono and his relationship, my nephew, and it uh, it get, makes me happy because like okay, like I love the blueprint of how he's fathering, you know, and and, and I love it. Um, so so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all speak. I feel like I'm just rambling on. <laughs> so even even y'all even y'all talking about that like sometimes I have insecurities of like whether if I'm doing the father thing right you know what I mean it's like I ain't never like you know I ain't have a possible so it's like yeah. I don't there is no blueprint for me you know what yeah. I mean it's kind of just like going as I like just learning as I go doing what I do just basically just loving my child you know what yeah. I mean it's just like even hearing y'all say that you know, like, let me uh, if it's one thing, kick that anybody, I, I would probably put everything I own on that. If it's one thing that anybody know about you, and that you love that boy more than you love anything before. Period. It's not a question. Yeah, if you want to know one thing about about Vinny, he's a, hey, I he, he may not be this, he may not be this. One thing I know, he love that little boy. For the period, man. Yeah, that's it. He love dollars. And that's it. So yeah, you're a great dad, man. True story. Yeah. Go ahead, I, go ahead, Long. No, I, I just been. I mean, not not to even go. Also, I mean, staying on subject, uh, but even talking about insecurities and vulnerability and being around other men and, and calling it out. Um, the the thing that just kept popping in my head was when Jesus was on the cross, and he told the guard, his enemy, I'm thirsty. And I'm just like, man, he was vulnerable. In a in a Ooh. position, <laughs> he was vulnerable. <laughs> in a position, even to his enemies. Come on, man. And I'm like, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. So even in terms of vulnerability, a lot of times, you know, when we think about our, our when we think about our friends, it's like, all right, you know, maybe we can try to be better being vulnerable to our friends. But even what happens with the boss that we don't like. What happens with those people that's coming at us, that's really talking about us? Uh, we still have to be vulnerable in those situations as a man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that just came to me, and I, I don't, y'all go from you there. Know, I don't and, know where to go from there. And, and, I don't, and I don't mean this literally, but, like, who said it was wrong to get naked in front of other men? And I'll, and I'll, and I'll take that. I'll take but just that explain literally. it. Just, just, so let me explain yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why I said before I said it is you know in a literal context. I'm not getting naked literally, but I'm saying like expressing yourself and being vulnerable. It's like hey, like and, and having conversations with other men about what you're going through and what you're feeling. You know, um, I I don't know why we def makes it make it seem as if it's feminine, but it's not feminine. You know, no. you need a community of you know other people like yeah. yourself to help you through things. Absolutely, somebody's gonna clip that. Oh, you know I, I explain myself. It'll probably be me. You know what I'm saying? I explain myself. It's just It's probably going to be me. It's probably going to be me. Somebody's going to clip that and then somebody's me. I explain uh, myself. No, I'm, 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 I'm cutting all that out. I'm just okay. saying that one. But no, um, but that's real though. Because when you think about it, it's like, man, I just, even now, like I think about it all the time where I'll say like, you know, I'm grateful for my friends and, you know, uh, for our group, you know, like like uh, the fellas and then, you know, plus uh, Kobe and Moot, you know, the people that's just, I'm just always been super glad, bro. I'm super blessed to be surrounded by a group of guys like I am, because I do recognize from 
watching other circles and people, everybody doesn't have that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody doesn't have, especially men. Um, I mean, hell, a lot of women don't. That You know what I'm saying? They just get along in a different way. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we don't, what's it called? Men don't have a place. Most men don't have a place like we have mm. to be able to be, have everything, to laugh, to joke, to, to do whatever, just to hang out. But to also be like, hey, man, like, I'm struggling, bro. It's, it was hard. It was hard for me to pray today. Or like, man, this hurts. Or this and this and this and this. Like, we can come to each other bleeding, and we don't get offended by the blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's just that's just a blessing um, for me that I that I thank God for. Like now, and I thank God for it. Um, I try every. You know what I'm saying? Daily, because like you said, just to be, this the opportunity to do that um, is not normal. Take that mic. You you got a female following. Yeah, we have yeah, we manhood Mondays. Uh, we, well, we you know, it's bigger. We, our podcast is bigger than manhood Mondays. This is just a segment. This is a segment. I I, 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 I want to speak to the ladies on this as well as the men, but um, we, 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 we got to stop dogging each other as a people. You know, I don't want to get too culture and black. I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm serious, man. I, I'm serious. I'm serious. We got to stop. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that, that make it hard with being vulnerable is, I mean, we look on social media nowadays, we look on all these things, and now it's women saying, oh, if your man don't do this, if your man don't do this, and it's like they pretty much trying to shape in their mind what a man is, and then they dogging they dudes out, but it's like, slow down hey, first. Because let me tell you something, in all reality, like you said, men don't talk about the insecurities as much, but the more standards that the women set is the more things that make men feel insecure. Facts. Yeah. yeah. So y'all got and, and, I, and, and, and I'm not saying and, and yeah. And I'm not saying ladies don't have standards. That's not what I mean. Don't don't settle for anything. Don't just go for anything. But at the same token, yeah, you keep talking. No, it's, no, 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 no. Say what you want to say. Wrong. I'm waiting to see you walk out on that ledge. Yeah, I'm gonna clip to, that too. Are you gonna clip that? <laughs> I, I mean, man, I, I, like I saw it. this. I saw this crazy, this crazy post, man. It was funny, and I posted it today on IG. But it was, re, it was absolutely ridiculous. This girl said, "I'm, I'm out, it up. Oh, All right. She said she went out with a dude, and the dude took his leftover box, and she told the dude that he was broke for oh. taking leftovers. Come on. And I'm like, is this really the standard that y'all holding y'all men to at this point? Like, if they want to take a leftover box. That you call them. <laughs> Bro, let me say something. Ain't paid for the food? First of all, 99% of girls that post about broke dudes don't have nothing. So I I, so I, I, I don't want to hear about that. You know what I'm saying? That That's like completely trash. Men don't have a problem with being a provider. Men have a problem with being a provider for a woman that can't provide for herself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Woo. It, 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 it's no problem for me to be a provider or it's no problem. I you don't want to provide yeah. for yourself. But yeah, but, yeah it's, but don't don't want me to be a provider when, when you can't provide or you don't want to. You don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think all of us, all of us are, you know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody here is, you know what I'm saying, good-looking dudes. I done definitely came across some, some, some gold diggers before who thought, you know, and I don't even claim to have money. So don't, you I'm know what cheap. I'm saying? Like, I'm cheap, so if you're looking at me. Of course, of course, this was, this was uh, a while. This was, this was in the past. Okay. Facts. No, I'm still cheap. No, I'm just talking about Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually cheap right now. I'm actually right now. Like I got money, but I'm cheap now. So I'll be cheap tomorrow too. In case y'all question, I'll be cheap tomorrow. Nah, man. Um, but that's real. You know, like we we've been on this on this topic of insecurities. And um, where are we at on time? Hey, we probably like what 30, 40 minutes in. Longer than 40 minutes. Okay, well that's cool. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah, about 40 minutes. Um, but no, I, what I want to do before we transition into the question that we always ask our guests um, is that I guess, you know, we talked about the insecurities and I guess where they stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like everybody stemmed from different areas, mm-hmm. um, from what we've seen, whether it was what we've seen, what happened to us, what was told to us. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that I'll say is that Especially everybody, but you know we're speaking, you know, on, on manhood right now. As men, we gotta stop wearing the clothes that people try to put on us. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether it's like you said, our childhood or feeling like, because you know a lot of people, you know, like money's a huge thing with men, like a huge thing. And um, I don't know about y'all, but I didn't been broke before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like broke, 
bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> hey, like, like, you gotta go back. Yeah, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I'm just I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying to like let you know, I done been broke, and it's been times where I was um, an 18 year old kid with bands, hella bands. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I never asked my parents for no money. That I was just making money. You know what I'm saying? So, but I so I've been on both sides, but I, I recognized that I felt more like a man at that time when I had money. Mm. And when I went through that time when I was older and I had hit rock bottom and I and I was broke for a minute, I felt emasculated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, like I'm saying, we have to stop wearing these co- these clothes mm. that people put on us is that, you know, that the amount of money is not is not ever going to de- define how much of a man you are. Come on. You know, another thing we talk about is um of course, nobody in this room experienced that. But you know, about how many girls that you slept with would define your manhood. Right. Like, that's all different type of stuff. Of course, we. Never, I'm just saying. See back there laughing. That was never us. I'm just saying that you know that. No. Never. Hey, what is wrong with this dude right here, man? man I hate law, bro. Man. I'm just saying, like, but I'm just. We saying, didn't like, all been through it. We didn't all. We 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 didn't. Speak for yourself, Jackson. He said, "Speak for yourself." I'm out here by myself. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting too many. You're that man. You're the man by yourself. You're the man by yourself, Jack. No, no, no. But you have no, no, no. But you have no. But you absolutely right, though. You absolutely right. We 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 do put on the um the clothes. And now now let me ask you this though. A lot of times we talk about insecurities. We talk about where it stems from. Yeah. Right now, what about insecurities in terms of places we never been? Like a lot of times we talk about, you know, find the root, find the root, go back, go back. But what about when it is a situation like you in your own little box and then when God starts to stretch you? Mm-hmm. So now you got, you know, you, you've been called to ministry. So now, you know, now you, God takes you to new levels. Now you're in a room full of, full of preachers. Yeah. And, you know, it may not be you feeling insecure necessarily, but maybe a gift that you may not necessarily have. Oh, like an insecurity I, man, for a gift that you don't have yet. I definitely had, I definitely experienced that, especially when it came to like ministry. Um, even though that I, I, I was, um, I was confident that I had a gift to be able to speak, it still made me insecure because it's like I don't know what to do with my gift, how to use it, when to use it, when to like. It was all these different things, and to go into a place like you say, um, bro. The first time I ever preached, I was so scared. <laughs> like, bro, look at me. I was terrified. Like. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. Like, I have been speaking for so long. Like, me and him started multiple ministries and stuff like that. And I was just like, bro, but when it was time to go to church, I'm like, oh, you got to preach today. I was just like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the day that I knew I was going to do it, it was like, you up. I said, who? Who up? You know what I'm saying? It's like I was prepared. I knew it. But it was that insecurity because it was never on whether I thought I was good. It was whether I thought I'd be good enough to them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many times that, like, you ever recognize that there's some people that they're amazing practice players? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or they're amazing at, at, at all these things, or they have great gifts, but it's like, man. Yeah. Or you see girls that are super beautiful, and then a, and then a, and then a group of beautiful, of, of more girls walk in, and all of a sudden they curl up. And it's like, man, like, your beauty didn't change. Yeah. What changed? Mm. The fact that they walked in changed. Yeah. And it was, am I now being overshadowed? Or because, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with me. There's like... If you would have took me and put me in when we used to uh, do our sermons back in college, like I had the most confidence when I walked in there, because mm-hmm. I knew it was the expectation that I knew I was um, that that me and you were the best speakers in there, mm-hmm. or that we were the ones that was leading it. Yeah. But then I walked into a, another pond, and it's like, where do I measure up? Yeah. Where am I at? And I had to get to the point that it don't matter where I measure up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the, if I'm the worst preacher in here. That don't change the fact that I'm a preacher. Yeah. Uh, it's whatever. It's not, and and we just look at that as the definition. And so, like you say, when we get caught into those uncharted waters and we look at people, and that's the problem is that we'll look at people. I'd be a fool. Good job, man. You doing good now. You back on? Oh, is that I'd be a fool to compare myself to Pastor Kim. I would be a fool. Why? Bro, I'm 25. I started preaching at uh, where well, I started officially doing it at 24 but I've been speaking since 19 or whatever but it's like bro he been preaching since he's 14 yeah and it's like one I should never want to be better than him I should just want to be the best that I can be yeah second of all why am I it, it, it's, it's, it's death to compare yourself to people because you never know what the circumstances are and we want to do that and say hey oh well how do I I, I shouldn't compare anywhere near to him mm-hmm. 
this is what he's been doing for 23 years. This is what I've been doing for 23 hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just where it goes. Um, yeah. But this is what I want to ask you. Y'all have anything to say before we, before we ask some the golden questions? Uh, oh, let's get into the golden questions, Law. This right. is for you. This is, right. for, this is for you. And, uh, and it'll, it'll come back to us because we always end up changing our answers, too. But, but um, so the question that we always ask, first question we ask is, what do you know now that you wish you knew then? And then is simply um, when you first started your walk with Christ, there, just when you were, you know what I'm saying, like, what would you what would you tell yourself, like, or what do you know now that you wish you knew at that point in time? When I first started my walk with Christ. Yes. Now, I, two walks with Christ. I'm not going to make it. Not the one I was forcing you as a kid, but when you really decided to start walking with Christ. Woo! My real walk with Christ? Am I... What do you know now that you wish you knew? That he loves you regardless. I think when I first, I, I think it was when I first started my walk with Christ, it was it was a discipline. So if I screwed up, I was beating myself down. I wow. was sneezing, snotting under chairs at the church. Because I'm like, I'm about to, I, I, not necessarily because I thought I was about to go to hell, but I'm like. Religious. Huh? You're religious? I mean, when I first started, I realized it was about a, uh, it wasn't about religion. It was about relationship. But when you first get into that relationship but did you God, believe that? Did you believe that, though? It's okay to say no. I I I I I I was looking like God is mad at me. Like he not go he not go use me. That's real. That that's that's really what I felt. I said he not go use me. I've been doing next. And then and then what happens too? I help myself. And when I say love, I put myself when I first started reading and saying okay I'm gonna do this. I'm I help myself to this impossible level of discipline. Wow. That wasn't it. It wasn't love. So when I was talking Mm. to people about Christ, it was really like, no, you need to do this, this is what you need to do, you sinning, you wrong, and this and that, wow. now it's just like, you, now I'm able to love people where they are, wow. and, and really love myself where I'm at, because I, 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 I screw up, I, I, for real? Talk about that, okay? Yeah, what you be doing, bro? No, but I, say what I be doing. Tell, no, the, tell the viewership, like we like to know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm saying yeah, specifically, and, 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 and we like and we, we like the receipts. That's what the girls we like. To, I'm a clip that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a clip that. So you want me to really say? My, no, no, oh, no. Oh, I mean, I would, but here, I, like, here, sitting back and like, please, like, like ah, spill the tea. I, you know, I spill the tea. It might bless somebody, but uh, I need. Oh, you might said bless somebody's oh. life. Oh, okay, yeah. And hopefully, bless mine. Yeah, yeah, hold that testimony. Hold that testimony. I'm saying right now, I ain't, no. never, I ain't never confessing no sins on this. Not out of me, Jay. Yeah, you ain't getting that from yeah, me. I, feel it. I plead the filth. So that's yeah. so that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. That God lo- that that God loves you. It's not about a discipline. It's good to have discipline, but through everything, God loves you, and you yeah. should want it. And, and when you do worship and serve God, you serving Him for who He is. You're serving him for who he is and how good he is, not for your own personal disciplines or isms yeah. and schisms. But really, you should want to be better. Yeah. When, when you really truly get in the presence of God and when you truly understand who God is and what he does for you, you should just want to change. And I think so basically what you're saying, which is really good, which is something that we've talked about, but following God is not a merit-based system. Like, it's not about how good you are. And I think that's one thing we do is that we get in, we automatically feel like, I have to be good. And the thing is, like, no, God's saying, I'm going to make you good. Just, mm-hmm. just be here. That, that what, no matter how much good how much good it's you good. do, I don't love you anymore. But how much bad you do, I don't love you any less. My love is maxed out. You know, one thing, that's one thing I was talking to my brother about, but, you know, which is a whole other conversation. But, like, his love is maxed out. Like, you do recognize that even the people that God doesn't, that don't serve God, he doesn't love them less than he loves me and you. You know, this Bishop Jakes, who I've, Put it, say he's the greatest preacher of all time outside of the apostles and them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's the greatest preacher of all time. But like, God doesn't love him more than he loves the head of this satanic church. He loves him just the same because he died and he he loved them the exact same. Your works and your deeds is not what merits his love. His love is unconditional. There's nothing you can do. Now God can be pleased or displeased with you. He can he can be mad at. He can hate what you do. He can be mad. You know what I'm saying? But God is not going to love you less mm. you know and that's one thing like you saying that we hold ourselves to this impossible standard so this is the second question i have for you and this is the question that is a little bit more intimate and it's a deeper question and i want you to really think about that um and give your answer because this is something that like we talk about and i say this every time and i say it every time whenever we ask like this is a question that by myself has 
almost brought me to tears multiple times. And the question is, um, because it's so personal, um, and the question is, if you could go back in time, you, right now, as you're 27, right? As a 27-year-old, if you could go back and sit down with a 6-year-old or an 8-year-old horse, what would you tell him? And like it's, and I say really think about it because it's like, it's not like oh you wish you knew it then, but it's like no, if you right now could go back in time and look at that young man, wherever, if he was hurt, if he was questioning, if he was doubting, if he was upset, if he was up, whatever, you know, if you and he was sitting down there on the couch playing his Game Boy or sitting there at the at the table with his crayons writing stuff, and you could sit down, he wouldn't know who you was. You just know like man, that's that's me, and this is something that he needs to hear. You know, like what would like what would you tell that kid, which is you? It's personal, so that's the, I think that's one of the reasons why it's such an amazing question. Why, when you know we, we talked about this, and it was just an amazing question because it's, it's a personal thing and it's different for everybody. So that's your question. For me, uh, thinking about eight and even ten, and, and, and getting to that uh, age group, I really think it's. Um, two things. I think number one is confidence. Uh, really stepping firm and being confident with who you are. What would you tell him? I, I would tell him it doesn't matter what type of background you came from. Um, because as you get older, you meet people that come from all different types of backgrounds. And the people that don't come from your background can sometimes look at you and make you feel guilty about where you came from. Um, I, I, I have one of the... Uh, the honors, uh, uh, you know, I, I, the awesome opportunities of having a, a two-family household. And I know once I got to college and I, I, I encountered other individuals and they would get mad at me, say how I act or my viewpoints or um, anything or, or the things that maybe my parents were able to do. I know at, at a point in time, my parents were buying uh, groceries for me and my roommates. And it was a time where I got mad at my parents for doing that because my other friends' parents weren't doing that. And I had to be really confident and comfortable with who I was. So I would really say confidence, and I would say uh, be you regardless, be you. And I think now, and it took me, I'm 27 now, it took me to about 24, 25 to really like embrace who I was. I mean, I think growing up, I, a lot of people used to call me corny, but now, I actually embrace it, and now that's a, a, a vulnerability, or now that's a part of me that people actually begin to love, versus a part of me that I'm. That is one of the things I love about you. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. But it took me, it took me to you know about maybe two years ago to really embrace like, oh, okay, I may not be the coolest, and sometimes when I do try to act cool, that's when I'm really out here like, dude, just be you, and that's what really draws people to me. So. Um, if I were talking to that, I would just say be confident in who you are and be confident in where you came from. Um, in terms of judgmental, it's okay that people have not come from the same background as you, but love people where they are. I wow. think uh, if I would have known that a lot earlier, um, I think I could have speed. But I, I don't take back none of the lessons that I've had. But I think that's, um, I think that that's something that um, I definitely would have told my 8 to 10 year old so. That's amazing. And I, I want um, this is for all the camera, so I want all of us to like, I think about that question all the time. So I want us to keep thinking about it because I want us, when we meet somewhere, when we go wherever we go to eat, I want us to talk about that because I think that's just, if you really, really think about that, it, it's a real question, bro, because like every time I think about that, it drives me to something else because yeah. it, it makes me think about what was I like as a little kid? Like, what was I worried about? Like, I sat there and I was talking to my dad and I asked my dad a question. My dad almost teared up. My dad, I've only seen my dad cry one time or twice in my entire life. Strongest dude I know. And um, he almost, but it's kind of like, and my dad had a really, really, really rough childhood. Um, but when I thought about that, I thought about how when I was a kid, I used to cry and I used to be so upset and heartbroken because I never, ever saw my parents together. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you were blessed and broken into a two-family household. And I was blessed to have my dad and have my mom, but I never saw them together. And they would tell me, like, man, the thing I hated the most was, man, you know, me and your mom used to be in love. Don't tell me that. 
because I've never seen it. Like, and it, it don't look like y'all love each other now. So I don't want to hear that you used to love my mom or that you used to love my dad because I don't believe you. And I hate it. I, I hate it even more because y'all were married at some point. But I never got to witness what y'all said that y'all seen, that y'all did. So to me, it never happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all were married for 10 years. I never knew it. My, you know the crazy thing is my first memory that I remember in my life going the, like that I can remember the farthest back was the day we moved into my into my the apartments that my mom moved in. You know we moved into them when she moved away when we moved, she moved out from my dad. That's my first memory of my life. I was two and a half years old. Or something. I don't remember any time of them being together, but I remember as a kid I would be so upset. Like why my mom come in the room and don't speak to my dad, or how come my dad can't come in the crib, or how come so and so and so. And I just, one of the things I said is I thought about that more. I was like, man, I would have went and told myself, like, hey, don't even worry about that. Like, your parents like, they'll be friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was one of the things that I came to, which it healed me. As a 25-year-old, it healed me because I'm like, man, like, that little dude needed to hear that. So, I don't know, have, uh, have, y'all, have y'all thought of anything, Ancient? Have y'all thought about the question? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really... I guess I ain't gonna say that I'm gonna make up something as I have, as I have, have I thought about it again. Yes, I have, but uh, there's so many questions that I ask questions and solutions that I would give myself and I would, it just never ended. Like, yeah. would, would you change anything in your life? <clears throat> no, I wouldn't change anything in my life. Do you say that confidently? I say that pretty pretty confidently, yeah. Would you? Would I change anything? Would you change anything that ever happened before? I feel like we always say things. I definitely would. You would? I would. Now, I know I would. I would. What would you change? This is a whole conversation. I don't think this is a. You think this is a on-camera conversation? No, I mean, I'm I'm trained, so I know the following, so I can say like that. Oh, we we can say this after. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fine. So you would you would change something? One one of a few things. Well, certain things out of my control. Okay. So I'm, I'm just asking if you had the opportunity to change something. To, to change things that was in your control or out of your control? Doesn't matter. That, that oh, does not matter. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, um, like for me, for instance, my parents not being together without my control, but if I can change when I go back and want them together, absolutely not. No. Yeah, there's definitely some things that I would do if I can. You would? If I can write stories. You would write your story and change and change it. Our question, because I don't live like regrets. I don't regret anything. But uh, of course, I mean, like, like, like to be like the politically correct. Answer, I know what you're saying, but like, it's still the politician. I mean, when you look back at every decision, like, I know they say every decision shaped you, but some decisions, I'm like, that didn't necessarily need to shape me. I probably still would have got to point B if if I wouldn't. Have, I still probably would have got to Z if I wouldn't have did. Have you watched the movie The Butterfly Effect? No. Have any else seen it? Well, that's your question. You should watch it. It's a great movie. Basically. I don't really like Ash. The only movie I liked to make was Dude, Where's My Car? Is it, it's not about what you like. I used to sit up there. That's my memory with my pops. I used to sit up every, uh, that's how we find it. Just watch it. Since we talk about man. Right. <laughs> now, nah, what was you about to say? No, because, I mean, I'm, questions are popping up. Uh, questions are popping up in my head now. Um, I think one of the things that I used to be so, like, stuck on, um, I didn't, I, I didn't really embrace my uniqueness when I was younger that God had given me. Right. And um, and I guess, like, you know, I, I was always the youngest. So, like, I would get treated a certain way. And I used to always, like, so it made me frown upon who I was. But that's that what made me so special to God and, and like, you know, and where he called me to. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you know, I, I would tell myself, like, hey, like, that's okay, you know. It's, it's it's okay like to be you. Like it's okay to be that, and like you you shouldn't feel bad for being like that way. I, you know, I I I used to, I used to get mad at myself for doing the right thing. Yeah, because yeah, no, no, same here, same here, <laughs> same here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like like literally being mad at myself. Like oh, like dang, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should just went ahead and went with them anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. I did the right thing. No yeah. God was telling me in this year to do this. And world or like whoever I was with. This is going back to the same. question about uh, what you would tell yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I, not knowing that this is the place God had put me in, it was protecting me. 
know that, but everything that everybody else is telling you is like, nah, you should be up here doing this because you playing. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what I would tell and say, like, nah, it's okay, like, to be in that space and that you need this thing out that's put you there. Because um, I don't know, although things happened to me, I always felt like God kept a hedge of protection. And, like, I, I don't want to get too intimate on here, but yeah, I, I won't. I think about that question all the time and it's probably a million things I feel like I could have told myself back when I was a younger uh, adolescence but even on today's topic I thought about earlier this week when we were just talking well earlier this week and then we, it's crazy that we came and talked about insecurities and stuff I always wish I would have if I can go back in time and tell myself I would tell myself uh take care of your insecurities don't expect those insecurities to take care of themselves so it's like it would be things i'll be insecure about but i would like focus so much on like just putting it aside or hiding it that i feel like well maybe if i just hide this insecurity or mm-hmm. not think about it i won't be insecure about it down the road mm-hmm. like it'll just at some point i'm overcoming you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah. instead of just like facing it head on and then mm-hmm. figure out where it rooted from and figure out how i can change it or become secure in that area so mm-hmm. I think that would be something one of the things out of the million things mm-hmm. yeah right I would tell you know what I mean? so last poll I'm, I'm just interested in this you would change something you wouldn't no, I would. you would sure okay so we 50-50 I like it okay we'll talk more about it but um any last closing thoughts statements no, sir, it was good. Yeah, just, uh, just to close this out, um, you know, we talked about insecurities and vulnerabilities. Uh, I, I think what it comes down to is as men, we got to be okay with being vulnerable. <laughs> we got to be okay with being vulnerable. Um, get yourself around some, uh, some good brothers um, that will hold you accountable. Um, I think that will just bless you in all aspects from being a husband, from being um, a father, from just being a good friend. Um, and embrace your gifts. Embrace your gifts. You may not have the gift that somebody else has, uh, but embrace somebody else's gift. And as you continue to embrace somebody else's gift, your gift uh, will continue to grow. I don't even know what else to say. We're going to go ahead and pray this out. Every, yeah, yeah, right. Before we start shouting. Um, actually, we talked about this. Donald, you pray this out. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as a group. We come to you as humbly as we know. Uh, we just want to lift up this platform and lift up That's our good. viewership, man. I ask that you just please bless our, our viewers, and I ask that you supply every need that they may have in their lives, and I ask that you continue to use us as, as vessels, and they, conti- they continue to hear your voice through us. And uh, if this only change and affects one life, we'll be satisfied, and we'll give yes, you all God. the glory, and we'll exalt your name and lift you up on high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we out, man. Love. Manhood Mondays. You know what I'm saying?